0: Well, Razorback fans, a very interesting question got posed to me once again because we know people are excited about football. It's coming up pretty soon. But basketball seems to have all the rage still to this point. So what would you rather have? Football or basketball success? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch you every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday as uh, we're getting closer, closer to SEC Media Days. Really excited about that. And uh, really, again, slow time, not a whole lot going on. And maybe we'll have some news on Friday uh, dealing with some recruiting. So that'll be fun. But uh, I wanted to start off today's show with. Uh, the amount of discussion which we've had, of course, dealing with the uh, enemy of the state, we'll talk about that more in depth here in just a little bit. But it's amazing to me the Razorback fans who are all excited about basketball, which I think the majority of all of us are to some extent. But I started talking with some some listeners and some people on social media and whatnot and and just getting engaging their excitement level for football. And I think all of them agreed that they are excited. They're they're pumped up for it and everything. But it almost came with a caveat of saying, you know, I am excited about football, but I am really excited about basketball. Now, not every fan is that way. I think you can be equally excited for football as you are basketball. And I think you can be just as excited about football as baseball or whatever. But I also think that you can be more excited for football than you are basketball, just because of it being football season. And we know in the sec, it's kind of what everything is all about. And the excitement surrounding it is what it's all about. So I can get all perspectives and I'm not trying to generalize fans, but it was just surprising to me, the amount of people that felt that way, because in my life, very early on basketball was everything for Arkansas. No one Richardson days, And the football team on the other side of it really wasn't great. It was the first decade in the SEC. You had an SEC Western Division title with Danny Ford, but that was about it. All the other times it was losing records, wasn't that good. Just a whole lot of not very great feelings about the football team and about the football program, but basketball is what carried it. And then when Nolan Richardson was fired and the the Houston Nut era kind of came in, people started shifting towards being more excited about football. I don't think necessarily just because of on-field success, you were doing better than what you were in the 90s, but it also had to deal with some iconic players. You think about Matt Jones and Darren McFadden. I mean, that was a seven-year stretch of just those two players to where the excitement level was at an all-time high. In basketball, you were going through the Stan Heath years and a little bit of the John Pelfrey years. And then, once Nutt left, you had Petrino, which Again, had all the players that we know about and the exciting offenses and the great teams that he had. And basketball still had Pelfrey. Uh, uh, just not, not the same. And then as soon as the Bobby Petrino motorcycle incident happened is when Mike Anderson came in. And Mike Anderson provided some more excitement for Razorback basketball than what they've had in a while. But with Petrino going into the ditch, suddenly things kind of got changed and people started looking forward to more of a foot basketball for a second, but then football still provided some hope. Like, you know, Bielma was able to bring in some pretty, pretty big name recruits. I mean, Alex Collins, we know how much fun that was. And then the Brandon Allen, uh, you know, being a quarterback from him and his brother being from Arkansas meant a lot. But then at, over time, basketball kind of got it like, okay, well, this is fine, but it's not elite. It's not, Next level. It's not championship caliber, but it's okay. I mean, every so often there'll be a 20, 25 win season. Every so often we'd have a really great player. You know, everything was just about every so often, but it wasn't consistent enough. And then football, you know, really started taking a dive towards the uh, absolute terribleness. And I think that now with Sam Pittman, you're starting to gain a little bit more of that excitement. And of course, with Eric Musselman, now that he's taken over since Mike Anderson left, uh, it's like a fever pitch in basketball. But the point is, I I lay it all out to kind of set context of what I'm talking about here and what I'm referring to. Because we know that this upcoming football season is a big one for for Sam Pittman. And we know Sam Pittman's been able to rejuvenate the program in a way that not many people could. Like, Arkansas was so bad for, for three years, two especially. It went four and eight, two and ten, two and ten in a three-year stretch, and then COVID happened. Like, you could not you could not even think about how bad it was and don't even want to think about how bad it was. But Eric Musselman's come in and then rejuvenated the program to another level to where they were always fine under Mike Anderson, but now they're championship caliber. Like they're, they're competing for the biggest recruits. Uh, they're getting the biggest games. They're having success in the March madness and the NCAA tournament. And so it's just amazing to me how fans can kind of look at the perspective of, you know, what they get excited about. Now, baseball has been the gold standard is everyone's always going to be excited about that to an extent. But let's be very clear. Baseball, as much as we all love it, it's still not as popular as football or basketball. It's just never going to be that case. There's a reason why you have 80,000 people for football, 20,000 people for basketball and then 15,000 people for baseball. It's like it's just not going to be to the level of football and in a lot of cases just basketball. So that's why I'm just narrowing it down to these two. So the question becomes that if you're a razorback fan and you're one of these people if you're going to have these two sports in particular, if you were to choose to have success, And I'm talking about high level success, championship level success consistently moving forward. But you could only choose one. Which would it be, football or basketball? I think a lot of you would probably say football because it is a more popular sport and it is uh, something that can drive a lot of money and a lot of attention. And it can expand. You can be talked about on a national scale like no other sport you can. There's something to that. And then basketball is the second biggest. And we know with March Madness and amount of players that are coming in and the excitement that surrounds that too and if you get the big time players the guys that go to the NBA your in-state recruiting is a lot better in the state so you get to know these kids a lot more I I could see that too so it's just funny to me how we find this conundrum where over 20 years span it just seemed like every when football was good basketball would go down and then vice versa when basketball or football get good basketball go down It's just always constantly just moving around never knowing what It was going to look like from day to day. It was confusing. It was weird, but you just kind of went along with the flow. But right now, you're in a position to where I think basketball is ahead of football. There's no question about that. But it's not like football is a doormat or embarrassing or bad right now. It's in better shape than it's been. Like I think Sam Pittman is already a better coach than what Brad Bielma was able to provide here at Arkansas. Because at least under Sam Pittman, you've won three SEC games at least all three years you've been here. Like, Bielma had 0-8, 2-6, and 8, 2 and 1-7 and and years. So three of his five years at Arkansas, Bielma had a zero win, a one win, and a two-win season in the SEC. Now, he did have a three-and-five year, and then he did have a five-and-three year, if I'm not mistaken. So he did have more SEC wins in one season than Sam Pittman's been able to do yet. But I think Sam Pittman's done a greater job overall than what Brett Bielman did. So you got both of them in a much better spot than what they were five years ago. Much better spot. But I've always said this before, and you can disagree with me, that's fine. But I've always said that Arkansas is a basketball state and a basketball school. Not to say you can't be successful in football. It's not to say that, football is irrelevant. I'm not saying that whatsoever, so please don't misconstrue it. I'm just saying that when it comes to the talent in this state, when it comes to the excitement level in this state, when it comes to the, uh, the success that you've had, the history that you've had, you are a basketball state. You love your basketball. You provide a lot of talent in basketball. You show up to basketball games. You're loud. You're proud. You got one of the finest home court atmospheres in the state. You got facilities. You got you a coach, you got administration, you got support, you got it all. And then if you just stay in the state every single year, you can get talent out the wazoo each and every year. There's a reason why four- and five-star players are being produced from the state of Arkansas is because there's so much talent here. So to me, it's always going to be a basketball school. And if, the, and if I had to choose which one I'd rather have success in long-term, I would choose football because of the money and because of the sport and everything. But if it came to the fun that I would have, to me, I think I have more fun in basketball being successful than football. That's just my opinion. You can be disagreeing and that's fine. That's your opinion. But man, basketball's so much fun when you're good at it. Just like it is right now. It's pretty fun. I wouldn't change it for the world. And hopefully it continues that way too. Uh, we'll talk about some basketball news actually uh, here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you all folks about FanDuel.com. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just $200. Like you're Like not getting that anywhere else. 20 bucks gets you $200. Bonus bets, win or lose. I think that's the best part about it. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. So you can be spending $200 on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the first home run. doesn't matter. They do it on an app with FanDuel that is safe, sound, and secure and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. You don't have to wait on anything. You get paid instantly. And there's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Sign up right now at FanDuel.com slash locked on. And get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, basketball news, it's nothing huge. I wish I could sit here and clickbait you all and be like, man, you will not believe who Arkansas scheduled in the non-conference games. woo Uh No, it doesn't, it's not anything like that. But still, according to com, Arkansas did get uh, a few contracts signed. For some non-conference games this upcoming basketball season, we know they're playing Duke. We know they're playing um, in the Atlantis and the Bahamas that that big event, which uh, features a lot of great teams in it. So we already know that they're going to have some high-quality games in the non-conference, and one of them being at home with Duke. But we know also with Eric Musselman, dude is incredible, absolutely incredible when it comes to putting together non-conference games to where they are beneficial at the end where it may not be a huge name of players or names teams, like ones that really get the mood, needle moving. But when you look back at your RPI, it's amazing. Like Arkansas is like last year, they were a 10 seed folks. They were the 10th seed team in the sec, but they were an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. Like that doesn't normally happen. So how did it happen? Well, you had a great RPI. You had a great non-conference schedule. You had a great strength to schedule and that's what puts you in that position because that's what they really look at. So the teams that they're scheduled to play, according to wholelocksports.com, they're going to play Old Dominion on November 13th, North Carolina Greensboro on November 17th, UNC Wilmington on December 30th, um, and also playing Lipscomb December 16th at Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock. So it's going to be Lipscomb down there in North Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena, which we know they play always love that, like, I don't know if everybody else sees this, but it feels like every single year Arkansas basketball non-conference has to play some random or a few random North Carolina teams. Because I guess there's just so many of them. In this case, they're playing Greensboro and Wilmington, which they've played before. So it's not like it's new opponents. But it was like that, and also last year, I felt like they played all the Dakotas. Like North Dakota State, South Dakota State, all of them. But these are the ones that just been mentioned so far, and those are the four ones. So Old Dominion was 19 and 12, 11 and 7 last year in the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, Jeff Jones has been there for 10, ten seasons now. And so uh, they're going to they're gonna be a pretty decent team. UNC Greensboro was 20 and 12 and finished 14 and 4 in Southern Conference games. It's programmed 620 plus season in the last seven years. So they're a high quality team. They're always a good team to play. Uh, Mike Jones is the coach, and they actually played last year. And uh, Argent's only won 65 58. So it was a close game. Lipscomb, uh, they they also won twenty games last year, and they're returning their top four scorers. So that could be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I still think Arkansas is going to win. I'm not think that's going to be in jeopardy. But still, it's when you're a good team like that, and you're average, and you're bringing back a lot of experience. That's that's pretty huge. And then last year, also with the, the Colonial Athletic Conference. UNC Wilmington finished 24 and 10, 12 and 6 in league games. And they have won 51 games in the last two seasons. And they also as return expect to return their top four scorers. So yeah, I, again, I love how you you musk balances it out and looks at how he's going to approach these teams in the non conference by saying, all right, they may not have the names, like where we're better than them athletically. We have more talent than them, but they're a really good team. And so, as long as we just play good, we'll win. And when we do that, it's going to do huge benefits to our RPI. To where, hey, if we don't do as well in the SEC, or if hey, if we don't have the the great wins in the SEC, we can make up for it by having a great non conference slate that is easier to put put together because it's not like we go like, hey, Houston, hey, Kansas, hey, we, do you want to play? And then they don't want to, and then it's like, oh, they got no. You get these teams, they're always willing to pay. They, get a pay. they get a paycheck, and you get a great RPI boost. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, but we know that Arkansas will play now, I guess it's seven uh, opponents in the non conference schedule. Duke is plumbing to Bud Walton Arena, and then they'll play the battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. They have not announced the matchups of the tournament, but North, it's going to be neither North Carolina, Villanova, Michigan, Memphis, Texas Tech, Stanford, and Northern Iowa. I would love to play. I, don't, I, don't, I get tired, of North Carolina. I don't want to play them. I mean, I'll be fine with it, but it doesn't. Like, playing North Carolina and Duke in one year together would be pretty funny. But give me uh, give me Memphis. That never gets played. It needs to be played. Give me Memphis and give me Villanova. Like, I think that'd be cool. Or Michigan. No, playing Michigan would be great. And beating the coach uh, that was on the Fab Four when you beat him back in the Elite Eight in 1994, that'd be pretty cool, too. So... Give me, give me any of those teams, and I'll be fine with it. But should be another great non-conference slate and non-conference schedule for the uh, Razorback basketball team this upcoming year. Folks, I want to get, once again tell you about how this episode is brought to you by Markell. All right, From Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between, Markel has been helping Arkansas' small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with a truly people-first approach. That's important. It's always to have people first. And to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help get people get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working. We as human beings, a third of our lives. So on-the-job injuries can be expected. You work hard to build your business. So it's so important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new to the business or celebrating your 25th anniversary, whether you have one employee or just 1,000 employees, Markell aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. So find a local independent agent today to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com backslash locked on. Simple as that. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Markel, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markell is a registered trademark of Markell Group Incorporated. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, I wanted to bring up this update on the enemy of the state which for those of you who may not know or maybe have not been following along uh, I put up on our social media at Buzz John Neighbors the enemy of the state voting and the polling which I think has been really fun just to see you know who's doing what as far as the votes on who's the most hated or you know people that they just don't like and I've been first off I've been it's it's awesome to see the amount of people that have been Jumping in and having some fun with it because that's all it's about, folks. Just remember, it's for fun. It's, all it is is just for fun. And we got some really great voting. I know it'll close uh, this morning and then we'll do the next round and then I'll give updates as the time goes on because I'm actually recording this podcast the night before. But some of them are you can always already just call, you know, like what they're doing on election night. It's like some of them are too close to call, but some of them are getting called early, even though 1% of the voting is in because everybody knows what direction it's going go. uh, to go. But just to run through it real quick and to give everybody an update. Uh Chad Morris is going to be Pepsi. 100%. Like yeah, like we were shocked by that. LSU is uh, going to run away with again it's Bruce Pearl. I'm not surprised by that. The one that's close and it's the closest one of all is that Jimmy Dykes is barely barely going to be Jimmy Sexton, like by the hair. It was, it, right now at where it sits, it's 51% or 52% to 48%. So very close. But it looks like Jimmy Dykes is going to win that one by a hair. Instant Replay is beating Perry Costello. I'm surprised by that. People don't remember Perry Costello. Look up the 2012 World College World Series game against South Carolina, and then you I guarantee you change your vote. I'm surprised by that. But Instant Replay is probably going to win this one. Jeff Long, well over ten, Tanner English. That one's done for. Nate Oates is going to beat J- Julie Cromer Peoples, handedly. 11 a.m. kickoffs is going to beat Gus Malzahn. How about that? So people really hate those 11 a.m. kickoffs. Heisman voters are going to beat Greg Sankey, 64% for them, 64 to 35. Not surprising there. Texas is going to beat Bobby Petrino at 81.5% votes. Houston Nutt is going to beat the Hog Pen, 60 to 40. Crack up the people nominated the Hog Pen. 60 40, Nutt's going to advance. Eli Drinkwitz smokes Buzz Williams, 85% to 15%. People were wondering, like, why do people hate Buzz Williams? Like, well, ask the people that nominated. Figure that out. Uh, John White versus the front-facing Razorback logo. Razorback logo is running away with its 70 to 30, and that's another one where I'm like, y'all may have some recency bias. Go back and see what John White was involved in and some of the stuff that he did to really detriment the Razorback athletic department. You'll probably figure a lot of things out and change your vote, but still, that one's pretty surprising. Uh, SEC officiating at 88% over Calipari. easy. Tony Vitello, 70% over Brett Bioma. I was surprised by that one, too. Not to say that Vitello shouldn't have won, but Bielama, really? Okay. Again, maybe it's just recency bias. The Battle Lion Trophy is going to win 57% to 43% overthrowing the A, this stupid thing, whatever it is. I wish it would go away. And then finally, John L. Smith is killing it with, uh, against Todd Burble, 75%. So most of them are pretty to the point, cut and clear and dry. We'll have the, the new voting and the new uh, things set and put together by tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. And keep those voting. Again, at buzz John Neighbors, also at 1037 the buzz. Check out those social media accounts. You can see the voting and what it's all going to be paired off and what it's going to look like. So uh, having some fun with it. It's all for fun. We'll get you updates on that again tomorrow. But either way, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.